KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzay Torah, and today is Tuesday, Tet Zayin Cheshvan, Mishuyorin Parshat HaShavua, will be given this week by Harav Avi Wolfish. While Parshat Vayera picks up where Parshat Lech Lecha uh, left off, and in fact, Parshat Vayera is a direct continuation, Vayera, a love, to whom? to the person we were just talking about at the end of Parshat Lech Lecha, to Avram Avinu, which we're talking about a direct continuation. And yet Parshat Vayera represents a departure in the story of, uh, in the story of Avram Avinu. The keynote to the career of Avram Avinu is found in the beginning of Parshat Lech Lecha, when Avram Avinu first arrives in Eretz Canaan, and Hashem comes to him, and says in Perak Yud Bet Pasuk Zayin, Vayera Hashem al Avram Vayomer Lezaracha Etein Etaret Hazot. To your seed I will give this land. And there are two dramatic promises made to Avram Avinu here: the promise of Zera and the promise of Haaret Hazot, the promise of seed and the promise uh, of land. These are both quite remarkable promises. Uh, to give Avram Avinu a land that has occupants, the, the Knani already live in the in, in the land, to give Avram Avinu Zerah when his wife Sarai is barren. Uh, these are remarkable promises, and in fact, uh, uh, as Avram Avinu's career proceeds, um, these promises are several times called into question. They're they're reaffirmed on various occasions. And uh, um, Avram Avinu's uh, famous Nisyono tests are related to his ability to maintain faith in these promises, despite the fact that, that they seem so difficult to accept and so difficult uh, to believe in. Uh, Parashat Lech Lecha really focuses primarily on the promise of the land. And as we move through Parashat Lech Lecha, the promise of the land uh, is uh, reaffirmed several times, and each time uh, something is added to it. This is a point originally noted uh, by the Ramban that in uh, in Perakut Gimel, Avram Avinu is told to lift up his eyes and to and to see in all directions because all of it will be given to him, uh, plus other certain other. Uh, uh, points are added to the promise of land. Later on in Perek, Tetzvav, when Avraham Avinu says, Bamai Dakir Rashena, so God not only promises him once again the land, but he reaffirms that promise with, with an oath and uh, a rather remarkable uh, uh, revelation with a breach, with a covenant. And, and finally, uh, in the final passage of, of uh, Parashat Lech Lecha, Brit Milah, so Avram is fa- uh, promised that the land will be his, Lachuzat Olam, as, as an internal heritage uh, uh, to his seed. Um, so Avram, uh, by the end of Parashat Lech Lecha, basically the, the promise of the land has been uh, has been solidified by means of repeated promises, two covenants, um, and uh, uh, that's uh, Avram has basically been been given 
all possible reassurances that, in fact, this promise will be fulfilled. The more immediate and, and concrete promise, of course, of Zerah has not yet been filled, fulfilled in Parshat Lech Lecha, and that remains to be fulfilled in Parshat Vayera. Um, that promise, too, has been given somewhat more concrete expression uh, as Parshat Lech Lecha proceeds, concluding in, towards the end of Parak Yudza, uh, towards the end of Parsha and Yudzain. Finally, with the promise that Yishmael is not the promised seed. The promised seed will, in fact, be given through Avram's wife, through through Sarai, whose name is changed to Sarah. Um, uh, but this promise needs to be reiterated for whatever reason at the beginning of Parshat Vayera, and uh, uh, and ultimately uh, the the miraculous fulfillment of this promise is uh, later on in Parshat Vayera, and and. The uh, uh, sort of theme running through Parshat Vayera is, in fact, the fulfillment of, of this promise of seed. Uh, the Parsha opens with the reaffirmation of the promise. The actual fulfillment of the promise is in uh, is in uh, uh, in the middle of the Parsha, Perek Kaf Aleph, Vashem Amar, Hashem Hashem finally. Grant Sarah uh, pregnancy and and uh, and she gives birth, and then of course the uh, uh, denouement of the parsha, the the uh, the last chapter, is the akedah where Yitzchak is all but taken from from Avram. Avram is uh, commanded the sacrifice and and very nearly carries out the uh, the command, and then. Yitzchak is, as it were, given back to Avram, returned to him after uh, after the Akedah. So the parasha opens with the announcement of, of Yitzchak's birth, continues with with the actual fulfillment of it, and concludes with uh, with the Akedah, in which Yitzchak is, as it were, taken away and and uh, and reborn, given again to uh, to Avram. At the end of the parsha, um, uh, many of the uh, events that happen throughout the parsha can also be seen as being uh, as being related uh, to these events uh, related to Yitzchak. And uh, if time permits, we'll, we'll come back to some of these points a bit uh, uh, a bit further on. Um, uh, it's interesting to note that the that parshat Vayera echoes. Uh, uh, in many ways, Parshat Lech Lecha. Uh, uh, many of the events in Parshat Lech Lecha are echoed in, in Parshat Vayera. So, for example, the uh, Akedah, which opens with the term Lech Lecha, is uh, clearly an echo of, of, uh, of the first, uh, of the opening of, of Parshat Lech Lecha. Okay? Where Avram there is commanded to abandon his past, Abandon his family and and uh, and his homeland and uh, in the Akedah, Avram is told lech lecha and here he's basically commanded to abandon his future to abandon his his uh, his son to sacrifice him and and basically sacrifice his entire his entire future. So the, there's a clear echo in lech in in the beginning of the Akedah of the of the lech lecha story. 
the uh, banishing of Yishmael is is clearly reminiscent of the story of the of the birth of Yishmael in in Parshat Lech Lecha. There are many parallels between the two stories. Um, uh, the covenant that Avram Avinu uh, makes with with uh, Abimelech is in many ways reminiscent of the encounter between Avram and and the uh, king of Sodom and and Malkitzedek Melech Shalem in in uh, in Parashat uh, Parashat Lech Lecha. Um, of course, uh, Avram Avinu's um, descent to the land of Plishtim, where Sarah is is taken from him to the king, is highly reminiscent of the story at the beginning of Lech Lecha, when when Avram goes down uh, goes down to Egypt, and uh, there are other parallels as well that one can uh, discover between them, and you know per- perhaps the Torah is trying to show the interweaving of these of these themes of of the promise of of land and the promise of of Zera. Uh, that many of the same or many events uh, sort of repeat themselves or patterns uh, repeat themselves in in the in the two parashiot. I'll note in passing that in Parashat Chayesara, the same two themes of of Zerah and Eret of of descendants and and land uh, once again are are the two main themes of Parashat Chayesara. Uh, the first part of Parashat Chayesara talks about the uh, uh, purchase of Maratamachpela, uh, which is a, a, a central part of beginning to achieve the the promise of land, and uh, the second part of the parsha is about finding a wife for Yitzchak, ensuring the continuity of of Avram's Zerai's seed. Uh, moving back to to Parshat Vayera. Um, I'd like to, uh, uh, to start off by noting that there are a lot of uh, striking parallels between the opening story of Parshat Vayera and the closing story of Parshat Vayera, starting with the term Vayera itself. Vayera ilav Hashem. Hashem appears to Avram. That's, that's what opens the opening story of, of, uh, of Vayera, the story of the announcing of the birth of Yitzchak. And the story in which Yitzchak is all but taken away from Avram closes uh, also with, with the same term. By Avraham Shem Hamakom Hahu Hashem Yir'eh Asher Yemer Hashem Ayom Bahar Hashem Yira'eh. This is the mountain where God may be seen. And here it's not only Avram who is enabled at the end of the Akedat to see God, but this this vision of God, this this revelation of God, now becomes associated with a particular place, with the mountain, with with Aramoriah, ultimately the Beit Hamikdash, the place where uh, Am Yisrael as a whole will come up. Will come come to to have this vision of God. So the vision that opens the parsha is uh, becomes a kind of institution at the end of the parsha. But uh, you know, it's interesting that the vision opens the first, the first uh, story, and and it closes, pretty much closes the uh, uh, the last story. The uh, uh, and of course, you know, these two stories contrast in the sense that that uh, the first story is announcing the birth, and the 
Last story is uh, again all but announcing the the uh, the death of of Yitzchak. So that, that's one interesting point of contact is the uh, um, the revelation of, of Vayera. A second point that's related to the first is the appearance of angels in in both stories. The the angel the the angels appear in the first story in order to announce the birth of Yitzchak, and then of course they continue on to Sodom. Um, and the uh, angel appears in in the Akedah in order to prevent Avram Avinu from actually sacrificing his son, and and then appears again in order to pro- to uh, convey the promise of, of the reward that awaits Avram for having carried out the the uh, the Akedah. Um, I think it's significant that there are two other places where angels appear during the career of Avram. And in both cases, the angel appears actually not to Avram, but, but to Hagar. And the angel appears to announce to Hagar the birth of Yishmael. That's in chapter 16. And uh, in our parsha, uh, the angel appears... Uh, in order to save Yishmael, in, in chapter 21, in order to save Yishmael from dying of thirst. So there's a kind of parallel here between the, the two appearances of angels uh, to Hagar uh, relating to the birth of Yishmael and the rescue of Yishmael from death, and the two appearances of angels to Avram to announce the birth of Yitzchak and to save Yitzchak uh, from death. And uh, it seems that the that the function of angels in the story of Avram is to ensure the continuity, okay, to ensure that children will be born and to ensure that that they will be rescued from 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 harm and 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 from death. And this is perhaps the reason why in Parshat Chayesara, when when uh, Eliezer or whoever the the uh, Eved Avraham uh, may be in that story. When he wonders whether whether his mission will really succeed, uh, so Avram tells him in in Perakaf Dalid Pasuk Zayin, Hashem alokei Hashemayim, Hashem alakachani mibeitavim eretz molariti, Hashem diberli, Hashem nishbali lemor lezaracha etin etaret hazot, who yishlach malachol lefanecha. Okay, the God who has guided me all the way through and who promised me that the land will be given to your seed, this God will certainly send his angel before you in order to make sure that that your path will, will succeed. And uh, I would submit that Avram Avinu is, is certain about, about this angel appearing precisely because of the, the role of angels that has appeared uh, that has appeared in his career. Uh, what's at stake in this story is whether Yitzchak will will find an appropriate uh, bride and and continue the line of Abraham. And an angel will certainly ensure that. The same way the angel ensured the birth and and prevented the death, he will also ensure the continuity by by making the uh, uh, this mission succeed. Um, so angels. Uh, coming back to Parshat Vayera, angels are a further connection between the opening story and the closing story 
of uh, of Parshat Parshat Vayera. Um, uh, I'd like to to turn now to some uh, comparisons that are really contrasts. So one of them is that in both stories, the opening story of Vayera and the closing story of Vayera, um, Avram Avinu is characterized. God evaluates his his character. Uh, I think it's significant that in the beginning of Parshat Vayera, Avram Avinu's character is evaluated very shortly after Avram Avinu was commanded to display a certain character. Uh, towards the end of Parshat Lech Lecha, uh, the, the Parsha of Brit Milah opens with the command, Hitalech Lefanai Ve'yetamim, walk before me and be perfect. Uh, we don't know exactly what these terms mean. For, Hashem, for Avram Avinu to walk before Hashem, for him to be perfect. Um, and there, there are different ways of interpreting them, but I think the Torah itself gives us a hint as to what they might mean at the beginning of Parshat Vayera. Because uh, uh, immediately after the angels have announced the, the birth of Yitzchak, uh, then Hashem uh, includes Avram Avinu in his uh, plans for Sodom. And Hashem says, Okay, he says, I have to include Avram in my plans. He will be a great nation, and, and all the nations of, of the world will be blessed through him. Okay. Avram Avinu, I know him. He, he will certainly command his, his sons and, and his household after him, and they will guard the path of Hashem in order to, uh, in order to, to bring about Tzedakah Mishpat, to do the things that are righteous and just. And, and uh, Hashem here is characterizing Avram. Okay? He's saying, uh, Avram Avinu will ensure that this Zerah that I just promised that he would have, this Zerah will, will continue to, uh, uh, to follow in this path. And, and here, by the way, we, we see how the uh, Avram's plea for, for the saving of Sodom is related to the promise of Zerah. Okay? Avram Avinu, by, by praying for Sodom, demonstrates that, that God's characterization of him is in fact correct. And, and this is exactly why Avram Avinu uh, is promised the Zerah. This miraculous uh, seed that is granted to Avram is precisely because Avram Avinu plays this, plays this important role in, in human history and in divine history of passing on this heritage of, of Tzedakah Mishpat of observing derech, derech Hashem. And there are echoes here of, of what Avram Avinu was, was commanded. Hitalech lefanai is echoed in Mishamru derech Hashem. To walk before Hashem is the same as to guard God's path. You walk in God's path. You, you guard God's path. And the path here is, of course, a moral path, a spiritual path. The path of Tzedakah Mishpat. And perhaps Tzedakah Mishpat uh, are presented here as as terms that are 
equivalent or roughly equivalent to tamim. Okay, the person who performs tzakal mishpat is the person who is who is tamim. And uh, Avraham Avinu immediately proves that this is correct. He goes in the way of Hashem, uh, and that enables him, in fact, to argue with Hashem. Uh, only one who who guards God's ways and, and goes in God's path is able to argue with Hashem. And Tzedakah Mishpat are, in fact, exactly the terms that Avraham Avinu echoes when he pleads for, uh, pleads for, for saving Sodom. He says, HaShofet Kol Haaretz Lo Yaseh Mishpat. You are the judge of the world. Shall you not do, do justice? And he says to Hashem, Tzedakah uh, is echoed in the term Tzedakim. Are there not any enough tzaddikim in Sodom for the place for the place to be saved? And so, in fact, we see that Avram Avinu is a man of tzedakah mishpat. As a man of tzedakah mishpat, he is walking in God's path. As one who walks in God's path, he can plead with God. He can he can pray. He can say to God, uh, "Please don't don't carry out this this judgment that you were about to carry out on on." Uh, uh, on Sodom. Now the parasha of the Akedah also uh, has a characterization of Avram. But the characterization here uh, is rather different. The characterization of Avram in the Akedah is, is uh, Yirei Elohim. Uh, um, as, we, as we read in, in uh, Perak of Bet, Pasuk Yud Bet, Ki yadati ki Elohim ata. At the beginning of the parsha, Hashem says, "Ki yedativ, I know him to be this this person of derech Hashem and tzedakah mishpat." At the end of the parsha, Hashem says, "Ata yadati ki Now I know that you are a God-fearing person because you did not withhold your only son, uh, your only son uh, from me. Uh, these characterizations are not only different in terms of the terminology used; they they're Remarkably different in terms of the qualities, because the the yirat uh, yirat elokim that Avram Avinu displays at the end of the parsha is is very very far removed from the tzedakah mishpat of the beginning of the parsha. The tzedakah mishpat at the beginning of the parsha uh, is something which Avram Avinu can't countenance even the death of wicked people. Okay, uh, certainly not not that of of, of tzaddikim, and yet the yirat elokim at the end of the parsha uh, empowers Avram, commands Avram to to take the life of a tzaddik, to take the life of his his beloved son, who is of course also a a, a great tzaddik. Okay, uh, so. Uh, the the tzedakah mishpat at the beginning of the parsha is tzedakah mishpat that is designed to be transmitted to the future generations. Yirat elokim at the end of the parsha is the ability to sacrifice these very future generations. And finally, the tzedakah mishpat of the beginning of the parsha, tzedakah mishpat that that give Avram Avinu the the uh, the power. And the and the ability and the desire to confront God, to argue with God, to contend with Him, and and to plead 
for for the saving of Sodom. The Rokim, at the end of the parsha silences Avram. Avram Avinu goes silently to the Akedah, prepared to carry it out to the hilt, and without a word of protest, the, the Midrash picks up on this and, and says that Avram Avinu, after the Akedah, comes to God and says that basically that he wants a reward for his silence. He says, uh, there are many things I could have said to you, uh, that I could have said to you, uh, uh, when you commanded me the Akedah and I refrained from doing so. And and what you can hear in the background of this Midrash is that Avram Avinu, the great prayer at the beginning of the Parsha, okay, was able to plead with God and contend with him and even say to him uh, a pasuk that, that uh, um, uh, on the bounds of, of, of the proper uh, way in which God may be addressed, in the bounds of chutzpah, says, HaShofet Kol Aratz Lehashem Mishpat, shall not the judge of, of the earth do justice, uh, Avram Avinu, at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the parsha, is, is silent. Okay? His, his praying is silenced, and, and presumably it's because of the Irat Elohim. Uh, I think this, this paradox of, of the beginning of the parsha Okay, the Lasot Dakao Mishpat, okay, which which gives rise to his prayer, and the end of the parsha with with the Yirat Elokim, which which silences the prayer. I think that's that's the perhaps the the key to understanding the whole parsha and the key to what what ideas and values Avram Avinu is is meant to to transmit. To the Zera, who are you know the the linchpin of of the parsha, Stakau um, Mishpat are divine traits that man can assimilate. Okay, the, the beginning of the parsha is actually about uh, the idea of imitatio dei. Okay, the idea that that was prefigured in the creation of man in in Breshit uh, chapter one with Selam Elokim, Avram Avinu emerges at the beginning of the parsha as a godlike human being, a human being who can simulate divine ways. And Sdakao Mishpat represent this ability of, of the human to, to fully actualize uh, the divine capacities that have been imbued uh, within him. And this is something that okay, the Tzalem Elohim is, is transmitted to the children. Okay, he has to transmit it's Dakao Mishpat, these, these cons- this concern for, for, for these values, the affirmation of humanity, the unwillingness to contemplate the, the death even of wicked human beings. This is something that, that, uh, that Avram Avinu represents at the beginning of the Parsha. But at the end of the Parsha, Avram Avinu represents something else, the, the utter surrender Hashem, the, the ability of man to take those things which are uh, most a part of him, the, the, the things that are most valuable to him, okay, the, uh, not, only, not only to sacrifice his son, but, but to sacrifice all the values in which he's believed, okay, the, what Kierkegaard called the teleological suspension of the ethical, to, to surrender 
these values for which he's fought and pleaded and and to be able to surrender them to God to forego prayer because one recognizes that when God demands something then there's no room for human judgment human judgment is is uh, is absolutely irrelevant the, these two traits of Avram Avinu the one that opens the parsha and the one that closes the parsha seem seem to be really uh, contradictory and yet as we saw in the story of the creation of man in, in Breshit Perak Aleph and Perak Bet both of these are, are part and parcel of human creation the man of, of chapter 1 of Breshit is, is the man of Telem Elohim but in chapters 2 and 3 he's the man who has to s- surrender to the, to the divine command he has to forego knowledge of good and evil because God has commanded him to do so Avram Avinu likewise uh, represents the, the pinnacle of both of these uh, of both of these traits. At the beginning of the parsha, he represents the uh, the the divine quality of caring and 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 uh, sustaining tzedakah uh, mishpat, justice and righteousness. At the end of the parsha, he he represents the the quality of utter surrender to the will of God even when it's utterly enigmatic and incomprehensible how could God command human sacrifice how could God command Avram Avinu that this child who was born so miraculously and accompanied uh, by all of these wondrous uh, divine promises how can Avram Avinu surrender all of that makes no sense it's completely illogical this is where the Yerat Elohim comes in. I'd like to conclude with the thought that one of the stories in the Parsha actually teaches us that as much as these two traits seem to be contradictory, they, they not only can be incorporated into one and the same religious personality, as Avram Avinu demonstrates, but in a rather paradoxical way, they actually support one another. Because just before the birth of Yitzchak, Avram Avinu uh, and Sarah go down to the land of Plishtim. And in the land of Plishtim, we have a, 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 a story that really unites these two themes. When Avimelech is threatened with death, God comes to him and threatens him with death, Avimelech says, Hashem, Hagoigam Tzadik Tarog. Okay, I'm a tzaddik. Shall you kill a tzaddik? We hear echoes here of Avram Avinu's prayer. We'll recall that by the end of the story, Avram Avinu has prayed for the salvation of of Avimelech, and and Hashem says, I know you've done this in in you know, with with a pure heart. Tom Tom reminds us of Avram Avinu's quality of tamim. Okay, uh, Avimelech is a tzaddik and Avimelech is tamim. It reminds us of Noah and it also reminds us of Avram. Avimelech is, is not, uh, not an evil person. Avimelech has been misled. He's acted in, in good faith and, and in good conscience and therefore ultimately uh, he is spared and Avram Avinu prays for him again, prays to have the, 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 the tzaddik 
be be saved and 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 restored. However, Avram Avinu also indicates to Avimelech why he had to lie to him. Well, why did he have to lie and and pretend that Sarah was his sister and not his wife? Because Avram Avinu uh, says we're coming to a place and Perakaf Pasuk Yud Aleph. This is a place without Yirat Elohim. Okay? And Avraham Avinu seems to say a place without Yirat Elohim is a place whose morality can't be relied upon. Even though ultimately Avimelech is a moral person, Avraham Avinu indicates that the morality of Avimelech and of his kingdom is, is limited. Okay, it, ultimately, it's the person who has Yirat Elohim who, who maintains morality. And, and the reason for that is because when a, a stranger comes in, a, like Avram, a stranger with a beautiful wife, then there's a, um, uh, there's a, a tremendous temptation for people to say, well, here's somebody we can take advantage of. And then morality tends to crumble. The people... Uh, in order to maintain morality, they need some higher power to uh, to ensure that. Yirat Elohim is what ensures that. Yirat Elohim means the fear of a higher power, the fear of a power that, that is above man. When man relies on his own resources in order to maintain morality, the Torah seems to indicate it doesn't really work. This is a theme that Rabbi Soloveitchik always used to stress and always used to cite. Dostoevsky's crime and punishment, where Raskolnikov kills out of a, a certain kind of moral reasoning. And Rabbi Soloveitchik, following Dostoevsky, argued that, that human morality is something that, that can, uh, uh, that's malleable. It's something that, that can be changed. And people can often find rationalizations for doing that which is immoral. What ultimately prevents the human being from deteriorating morally is Yirat Elohim, is the fear of God, is the commitment to uh, fulfilling the divine will and to obeying the divine command. This is ultimately what, what prevents the, the deterioration of human, of human morality. And so here in this story we see that Yirat Elohim and Tzaddik are really terms that reinforce one another. And without Yirat Elohim, the, the Tzidkut is something that, that ultimately rests on very, very shaky ground. And so ultimately, these are the values that imbue the Zera of Avram Avinu uh, in this parsha of Vayera, and that, I think, is one of the uh, central themes of this parsha. Thank you.